The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi, hi, this is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I am your host on this, our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak, the visual workplace. In each of our shows, we look at some aspect of that, of how to embed the intelligence of our operational system into the landscape, the living landscape of work through visual devices, how to embed our intelligence, how to install the language of our current level of operational excellence. Even if we're not quite as excellent as we wish we would be, we uh, sorry, as we wish we were, or as we will be in the not-too-distant future. We install that intelligence through visual devices. We make that level concrete and specific. The visual workplace is a physical workplace. These are devices, mechanisms, systems of devices, systems of systems of devices, so that we can literally see how we think. We can see our intelligence in action. And we can then improve it. Visuality then becomes a platform of excellence that we then become more excellent upon. And why do we bother? We bother for the fine, incredible, fantastic sometimes, bottom line benefits of improved safety, better quality, more aligned delivery time, shrinking costs. I'll be talking to you today about the numbers that we always see, 15 to 30% increase in productivity. And we also bother because of the splendid cultural alignment, a spirited and an engaged workforce on all levels that will also be talked about today. And we also enjoy ourselves at work. What better outcome than to go to work and are really sorry that we have to leave because it's time to go home. I have to clock out. I really enjoyed myself today. Like Ono told us, people don't go to Toyota to work. They come, they go to think. They go to think. It's actually a pleasurable activity. And most of the time, we don't know that we're not thinking because our brains are occupied. We confuse thinking with this kind of busy buzz inside of our head. And that's why we do the visual workplace, to create this margin of this space inside so that we can be our full selves at work because we aren't always struggling against the environment, all this missing information. And we're going to be talking about that today, too. Very much a topic. 
as we continue our series on the hero within and how we build that. We build the opportunity for people to come to work and be heroes at their work, whether they are operators, supervisors, CEOs, plant managers, engineers, field staff, marketing, office personnel, purchasing, it doesn't matter. How do we find that larger self at work? Well, it has to be cultivated. And there is huge business benefit. So welcome. Welcome to the show. This becomes a call-in show. When you call in, here's the number, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. And we will be continue our uh, discussion of the Hero Within as soon as I go through just a couple of announcements. We still don't have dates for the training of trainers. You know, we're looking at August now. We know that's a lousy time, so we'll probably kind of push it off to September. We're just not sure yet. And I will be in the UK again in September or November. We're sorting that out as well. I will definitely be in Mexico, near Mexico City in October. Those announcements will be posted very, very soon. I will be doing at least one public seminar, some on-site work, and possibly two. So we'll see. I may do a 5S clinic there because a lot of folks are enthusiastic about visuality, but they want to bring the visuality through their 5S. And so I think we we may do a clinic there, a two-day clinic, with uh, ways to amplify your 5S. And that would become a platform then for further visuality. Also, I want to announce that we're starting a free online, web-based online introduction to visuality probably beginning in July. We'll do that either every month or every other month. It's free. All you have to do is register so we know you're coming and know you came. And beyond that, just show up. Show up with your team. Show up with your bosses, your colleagues. It doesn't matter. It is free. I think we have room for a hundred, maybe two hundred people. I'm not sure. Anyway, there, uh, our tech staff is looking after that, and I will talk about various aspects of visuality. Something a little new each time in the first thirty or forty minutes, and then we'll have questions that you either emailed in or you speak right there. It should be very good. We want people to have access to a live discussion. With lots of pictures. There will be lots of pictures. So um, this should be very interesting. And we will be sending out an announcement. If you are already a member, you'll get the announcement. If you are not yet a member, please sign up. It's free. There are lots of resources in the free bin. We um, simply ask for your email. And uh, and then you'll be getting an announcement and uh, lots of other things. There'll be something free. Horatio Fairburn, our wonderful tech manager, just put something in for today's show, which I think that uh, will increase your understanding and you'll be happy it's there. We have free podcasts. Go to our podcast library. 70,000 people listen to our show every month. We have about 150 commercial free podcasts. We take the commercials out so you can just listen. They're grouped by topic bundles. I think that they are very, very good listening. They are tutorials. Lots of companies use them as training, and you certainly can. We also have the free Visual Thinker newsletter. Go to articles, and you'll see all the articles there. Easy to search on. Beautiful setup. Again, our wonderful Horatio did that. And uh, I also want to alert you to our free video gallery which is on our homepage. 
there are six or seven galleries. We're, we're making one now. I'm sorry, six or seven videos in the gallery. We're doing one now strictly on results so that you can access them and uh, show show what the impact is to people who don't quite understand what the, all the fuss is about. I also want to encourage you to consider getting our Work That Makes Sense training system. It's an online system. It is fantastic. And, you know, give me a call. I'll tell you all about it. I love this work. It's my work. It's our work together. And it really works. And it's for operator-led visuality. We will have one on leadership and supervisors soonish, soonish. All right, let's begin today. Today, we're going to continue our discussion. How do visual principles and practices create heroes at work? What are those mechanics? This is the third show in our series, The Hero Within. And I want to unnest the power of, do you remember the two driving questions? The first question we discussed last week, what do I need to know that I don't know right now in order to do my work? Well, I want to unnest the power of the second question. There are two of these questions. The second is, what do I need to share? What do I know that other people need to know that I need to share so they can do their work? Their work more completely, more safely, more on time, more correctly. What do I need to share? So I want to map out those details after a kind of reminder about the context of the questions and why we call them the driving questions. And I will give you an application by the end of the show, so have your memo pad ready. Okay? So... In general, what I want to say to you about visuality is you will get a 15 to 30% increase in productivity when you bring a comprehensive application of visuality on board. Even if you just begin through what I call doorway number one, operator-led visuality, you will get it on that level. But you'll get it on the executive level as well. I'll talk about that later. The impact is huge. The second driving question is going to build connectivity and alignment among team members, among your uh, employees, but also across departments. Okay? So, remember those two questions. What do I need to know? What do I need to share? So, let me just do a quick recap. This will take through probably the next 10 minutes, but I need to make sure that (laughs) I put things in place again. (laughs) So... What do I need to know is the first question. And this question alone has a powerful impact on your company's business case because it is a direct frontal attack on motion. Remember motion? Want to get this language going. Moving without working. All motion is caused by missing information in the workplace, information deficits. Get rid of the information deficits and your productivity will rise. Many of our clients tell us 15% by their measure. Others tell us 30% by their measure. A group in Australia, in Sydney, led by our great friend Brian Levitin, documented a 34% increase in their productivity by their measure. Now I ask you, if you had a 30% increase or even a 15% increase, What would you do with that margin? What would that margin mean? It would mean margin for growth, margin for profit. It would be your profit. The pressure would be relieved. The pressure of not making it, of the continuous and corrosive tiny little failures every day that come from missing information. 
the pressures would be relieved, leaving you personally more flexible with more space on the inside because there was more space on the outside. It's a fascinating paradox because what we're attacking in the visual workplace doesn't exist. We are attacking missing information. We are attacking information deficits, which by definition are not there. They're not there. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? And that is why the methodology we call the visual workplace is so powerful. And I want you to understand that that 15 to 30% increase in productivity is the result of methodology. The two driving questions will not get you that level of result, but they do represent the foundational principles of a visual workplace. If you understand these two questions and you do the exercise that I give you towards the end of the show, you will no longer need to be persuaded of the importance of these questions or the importance of visuality, but just recognize that you are applying a set of principles. The methodology turns it into a system so that you can really plow in to the information deficits that are everywhere, not just the ones that are handy and obvious, but the ones that are hidden even more deeply in, may I use the value field. And of course, you get rid of information deficits through visual devices. That's part and parcel of visual thinking and becoming what I call a visual thinker. I'll give you that definition right after our first break, just by way of reminder, because I know you already know. I know you know this. You've been... We've been talking about this for a long time. (laughs) See you in a minute. I'll be here when you get back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're 
listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Hi, this is Gwendolyn at the Visual Workplace. We're in our, the second part of our show today. <clears throat> Pardon me. And we are discussing the hero within, how to create that, and how the two driving questions of the Visual Workplace, what do I need to know, what do I need to share, is actually a powerful uh, mode for creating this person who contributes on a completely new level, not just coming to work, but actually making a contribution, an improvement contribution, willingly and also in a dazzling way. So just before the break, we were I was defining visual thinking for you, talking about getting rid of information deficits through visual devices, part and parcel of becoming a visual thinker. What is visual thinking? It is our ability, your ability and my ability to recognize the enemy, motion, moving without working, and the information deficits that cause that motion, and then to eliminate both through solutions that are visual. That's visual thinking. So when we apply a methodology, the methodology of the visual workplace, what we're really doing is creating or cultivating a system of thinking, followed by a system of doing, of application, very powerful application. That's the equation for a powerful methodology. Cultivating a system of thinking coupled with a system of doing based on that thinking. And the two, quest- the two driving questions are fundamental to that because they point out to us that there are information deficits in the workplace. We notice our motion and we say, what is it that I need to know that's triggering that motion And then the second question, or what is it that I need to share? So let me just map that a little bit for you. The first question, what do I need to know that I don't know right now in order to do my work, points me to the missing answers in my work that are keeping me from my work. These info deficits trigger struggle in me and keep me from contributing. They even keep me from working. Motion is the enemy. Moving without working means I'm searching, wandering, wondering, looking for counting, which is motion to begin with, counting again, double motion. I'm making mistakes. I'm redoing. These are symptoms. These are the footprint of missing information. The only visible trace of an information deficit is the motion The information deficit is not there. We can't see them, but yet they are a powerful trigger. And so we cultivate an understanding of what work is and where it happens. We make sure our fundamental understanding includes an understanding of the value field because that is where work happens. Motion is location-based. You are always in motion 
always in motion when you leave your value field. Therefore, you need to know what your value field is, the place where you add value, the place where you do your actual work. And I'll tell you a story, but not this week, about a group that thought that their value field was their department because that's where they did their work. And then that changed, that evolved in the most marvelous way. I'll see if I can fit that in next week. I'm not sure, but it will be part of the series. Remember the name of Paulette. When I start talking about Paulette, I'm talking about the value field and how it shifts because we redefine it as we understand it better. But the value field is primary. I talked last week about the surgeon. His primary value field is the patient on the operating table. Not the operating room, but the patient on the table. And even though the surgeon needs a lot of supporting value fields, the primary place where he does his work, she does her work, is the patient on the operating table. Everything else is secondary, important, but we measure all motion from that primary value field and we automatically have a yardstick or, if you will, a lens that allows us to see our motion. Once you see your motion, you get in the habit of thinking about your motion and finding it. Once you become a scientist of motion, you'll be able to find those information deficits and then create visual devices to make them go away. Motion evaporates. The instant you put a visual device that holds the answer to the information deficit that triggered the motion, that's the way visuality works. That's how it makes its contribution. That is its power, and that power gets multiplied when you apply, when you implement methodology. I'm a big, big fan of methodology. I want to uh, quote to you something that a great friend of mine, his name is Stuart Bellamy. He was a major contributor at Brandt for like 25 years, and he applied our methodology at Brandt, and he shared with me what one of his operators said to him about motion. They had become scientists of their motion, the operators who worked with Stuart. I used to spend at least five minutes an hour looking for tools or parts or information or waiting for them or just wandering around. I added that up and wow, I lost, and this is, these are his numbers, like 19 days every year. I added up those five minutes, 19 days every year, with this just waiting around or looking for ordinary stuff. And then he went on to say, but there are 200 of me on the floor. That's over 31,000 lost hours every year, niggling away, nibbling away at your business case. Let me give you an example of need to know. I know that you've gone through this, but you know, I never tired of, tire of explaining it. I hope you don't tire of hearing me say it. I hope that you get something out of it every time. <laughs> when you identify an information deficit, you know with precision what the unanswered question is. Here's a simple example. Here I am, Gwendolyn, moping about, looking for my pliers. I look, I look, I'm in motion. I ask a colleague, more motion. Hey, Marianne, do you know where my pliers are? I had them at the end of the shift yesterday. I can't find them. No, says Marianne. 
I don't know. But let me ask Joe. Hey, Joe, have you seen Gwen's pliers and the contagion gets triggered, this sickness, this motion sickness? It goes on and on. When I find my pliers, and I finally do, because I'm a visual thinker, I am now going to decide where I want to find them the next time I need them. I want to find them here, says I, this exact spot, upper left corner of my bench or or upper left board. And I create a visual format, a visual device that captures the spot. Do not reduce this to, oh, that's just 5S. Do you really understand 5S? I'm going to say more about that in a second. I find a visual format that captures the spot. And the next time I need my pliers, I will look for them there. And I will tell you, it's highly unlikely they will be there. But I will have a victory nonetheless. And you know what that victory is? I will know instantly, if they're not there, that they are missing. I don't need to ask anyone. I know my pliers are out of control. There's no question did I misplace it because they're not in the location that I have designated through a border and an address. Gwenny's pliers, little love note, don't touch. Somebody touched it. That is a victory. Mm -hmm. There is a there there. That's the first step of visual order. It's one of the reasons why I say the application of the two driving questions, and we're looking at the first one now, are so deeply a part of the visual workplace methodology. But they are not the methodology. They represent a core principle. The methodology is the housing, all the factors that need to be in place to get the business impact and the cultural contribution. Well, that's all well and good, you may be thinking. That's operations level. Yeah, we know, no, that this is, this is 5S. But, Gwendolyn, you keep saying that visuality works on all organizational levels. Plant manager, CEO, supervisor, engineer, marketing, field staff, office environments. Yes. Let's look at a plant manager example of the need to know. Here it is. Here are the question. The question is, how is quality doing? What's our inventory consumption rate? Why the heck do we have so much overtime? These are information deficits, all information that's vital to the plant manager's job, but he can't get at it. He can't access it. He cannot find it. It's not there. He has information deficits. He has a need to know. He has a need to know the strength of the quality function, the rate of the inventory consumption. How much overtime and why? What are the causes of that overtime? This is his need to know. His devices will look different, but they will still hold vital answers to him. May I say to his eye. This is what I as the plant manager need to know. And by the way, the nature or the format of his answers will be the format of visual management which is a subset of the visual workplace of workplace visuality, maybe 10 to 12% of that spectrum. And I put an article in the free bin for members 
So please just go to visualworkplace.com and become a member, and you'll see a pretty good article that I did for Target last year on visual management with lots of pictures and some very good examples, a good example of embedded performance. I hope that you laugh at that example because it's a little racy. It's a little racy. (laughs) So which is more important? The operators need to know where his pliers are, or the CEOs, the plant managers, need to know about the material consumption rate. Which is more important? It's a bad question. It's a bad question. Okay, so we're going into our second break. I will begin with need to share. I promise, 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 as soon as we get back. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn, and you are in the third part of our show today on the Visual Workplace. We are looking at the need to share. We've just done a long recap on the need to know, where I've made some additional points, and I hope have anchored the importance of these questions and why and how they work for you. We're now going to slide into the need to share the second driving question. What do I need to know? I beg your pardon. Let me make an amend right away. What do I need to share? What do I know that you need to know that I need to share in order for you to do your work? Do it more completely. 
do it more correctly, do it on time, more safely, etc. If you look at the announcement that came out for the um, today's show, you'll see a graphic, two sets of questions, need to know, need to share, sitting side by side. Look at the arrows. On the need to know question, what do I need to know? The arrows point in. And it means that we, I, look at my motion, find the information deficit, and I answer the question, and this question has to do with my own work, my own value field. And I put the information in place and then pull that information to me, the arrows are pointing in, when and as I need it. And what I get as a result is a very wonderful state, condition of work. I get control. I get control of my corner of the world. And this allows me to grow. When we look at the need to share question, notice the questions go out. I beg your pardon. Notice the arrows go out. They're pointing out. And it's because I'm paying attention to your motion and I'm putting information in place in the form of visual devices that you pull to you. I share that information in a visual device. You pull it to you when and as you need it. And the organizing condition in that is me saying to you, how may I help you? I notice your motion. Here are some need to need to share questions. I need to share what I'm making right now. I need to share how many I'm making. What's the count? I need to share when the cycle will be complete when I'm actually done. If I'm an operator, this is all for operators right now. I need to share where I put that defective output. I need to share what material I need next. I need to share which fixtures I no longer need so you can get to them. I need to share who my backup is in case I'm not here when you need me. That person can help you in my absence. I need to share what my production output is today, what it actually is. My supervisor told me what the target was. I know what it actually is. And I need to share any problems that I'm having on this shift with the next shift because they have a need to know about it. I turn these into visual devices. I turn them in because I notice other people's motion. I notice, for example, Karen, the new planner, coming into my area, and she's creeping about like some kind of thief in the night. This is a true story. This is Sheila Bowersmith at Denison Hydraulics. She told me this story. Karen came in creeping around and I went over to her I said Karen you're practically on your knees can I help you oh I didn't want to interrupt you she said she knows what a formidable machinist Sheila is I didn't want to interrupt you but I, I was trying to figure out what you're working on right now and what you're going to be doing next oh 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 says Sheila well let me tell you and she answers politely this is what I'm doing oh thank you so much But as Karen walks away with the information that she now needed, what she needed to know she got from Sheila, Sheila says to herself, you know what? I'm going to create a visual device. 
So that woman never has to ask me again. And I never have to answer that question again. I want that information to be embedded into my work area. And so she made a little spot on the face of her CNC machine, a little yellow border. She got yellow tape, put it up there. And she's very skilled, so she welded a clip on the face of her CNC, beautiful blue. And on that clip, she put, this is what I'm working on now. And so anytime Karen needs that information or anybody else needs that information, it's right there. This is what I'm working on right now. And certainly she could put, this is what I'm working on next, if she knows it, in a second square. This is the need to share in action. You are... In a, in a sense, sharing information with people who don't know that your answer is going to be a visual device. They're just asking a question, a common, ordinary, repetitive question. What are you working on now? What are you working on now? What did you do with the defective parts? Any defective parts? Where do I find them? Where do I find them? Hmm? For a plant manager, it would be, hey, What are we supposed to be working on this quarter? What's important? What's our goal? What are we working on together? What's your vision? How do I handle this personnel problem? I say to HR, recurrent problem. Can you help me? Do I have to ask you again? Do you have to tell me again? Can I just pull it myself? And what happens with the need to share question is that we begin to build connections The way I describe this both in our training program and in my book, uh, Visual Systems, is that you can think of it as circles. The first circle need to know is around our locus, our area of control, our workbench. This is what we control and we gain control over it. But the second question, what do I need to share, ripples out and is responsive. It ripples out and it connects us with others. We have a ring of visual answers for planning. We have a ring of visual answers for our other colleagues looking for, hey, when are you going to be done with that special tool? We have a ring of visual answers in terms of visual devices for our supervisor. We have these rings that go out. And if you can imagine these rings going out like ripples in a pond, I'm doing it. Marianne has her own ripples, you have your own ripples, and suddenly we're connected. We have these overlapping ripples, and we're connected. We have created a fabric through visual devices of connectivity and of alignment. And this is on the operations level, but it is also on all other functional levels, the ones I named before. Our plant has developed a language to communicate, and it's a silent language and a highly effective one because it is physical. It's a physical language, physical devices. And what happens as a result is that we change. We grow. We come up because the pressure is off, because the missing information has disappeared, because we have attacked motion and we have diminished it, if not eliminated it, 100% through devices that are visual. What happens to us culturally as we become unified and there's more space inside of us is that we become greater contributors. We have this growing sense, physical sense of unity, 
of a unified company, a unified workforce, if you will, a team mind. You'll remember I said last week that the visual workplace is not a team-based environment, a team-based, I should say, methodology. It is eye-driven because those questions that we have that we need to ask or are asked, need to know, need to share, it's my mouth that is moving when I'm asking a question and when I'm answering it. It is my mouth. It is my hands and feet that are going to look, to reach for. And if you get this concept of if we can harness, which is what visuality does, the eye, we have an army of people helping us in our war against information deficits. There is no way that you can know during any single even three-hour period of my work, dear listeners, what my information deficits are. But I know them, and they're recurrent. I know them intimately. Hmm? Where's that list of, what do we call it? It's right over here. List of grid of online follow-up sessions for public and on-site events. There it is. I've got it posted right here, all mapped out. Where's my little shaker so I can have my morning drink? Where am I, where's my little raggy thing for cleaning off my glasses? Because if I use cloth or any wood-based fabric, I'm going to scratch these very expenses lenses, expenses, expensive lenses. These are, you know, how would you know these questions? <laughs> They're intimate. They're personal. But I know them, and I can create visual devices to get control over my bench, which is this desk with three monitors. And then when Horatio comes in, or Cindy comes in, or Aurelia, or Harold, or somebody comes in and they ask me a question, I can say, you know, never again. You don't ever have to ask that question again, because I'm going to implement a visual device that gives you that answer, and it's going to free up your time, and it's not going to look like I'm withholding information from you. This is very, very hard to do, I know. To do continuously, need to know, need to share, how may I help you without a methodology. So you will get mileage out of need to know, need to share, and I will give you a little mechanism for doing that right after this break that we're going into in a moment. And we're going to continue this conversation for two or three more Uh, shows. So we will be revisiting and also building new pieces. The I, the power of the I, the I that elects to get on board or not. Huge cultural benefits, huge bottom line benefits. Okay, see you in a minute. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, 
Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back. This is Gwendolyn. This is the the fourth part of our show today, and I want to give you an application. Some of you will know this application because we've talked about it over the last five years, but that's a long time, and some of you will know it for the first time in a moment. So grab grab yourself a little memo pad. I prefer the kind that flip open. This is hand-sized, so you can put it in your pocket and carry it around with you. You take a memo pad, carry it with you for two or three days, and flip the pad open. Get your little pad ready. Flip the pad open and write on the inside cover the number of times I am asked a question the number of times I am asked a question. Parentheses, my need to share. The number of times I am asked a question. Parentheses, my need to share. You could write the number of times I am interrupted. And by the way, this is mapped out today in uh, yesterday's newsletter. So it's in the newsletter just by coincidence. I do these shows separately, but somehow or other they've converged. It's very interesting. I'm talking about what I'm writing about. The number of times I'm interrupted. Did you know that it takes us eight to 10 minutes to recover from an interruption, any interruption, no matter how long or how short? That doesn't mean just getting back to work, but it means getting back to the level of focused attention you had before the interruption. Think of the quality implications of that. And for you supervisors, you may have the mistaken notion that your job actually is to be the answer man, answer woman. You're there to answer questions. What would it be like if you didn't have to answer those questions? What would you do with that extra time? You would grow. You would grow. It would be different. So, memo pad, front side number of times 
I am interrupted, or I am asked a question, and then put a slash mark every time that happens. Just a slash mark. This is work-related interruptions. If you want to follow the letter of the law, then count the emails that you get and the phone calls that you get asking you questions. And just keep track. On the other side, flipping your memo pad over and on the inside back cover, write number of times I ask a question. Number of times I ask a question, if you will. Number of times I interrupt someone else. This is your need to know, parentheses. My need to know. Keep track of that, a slash mark for every time you interrupt someone with a work-related question. If you want to go the whole nine yards, count the emails you send. Look for those question marks and the phone calls you make. The quick ones, the texts. I should say the texts. Quick question. You're interrupting someone. It's your need to know it's legitimate. And if you want to go a step further, if you want to then keep track of those and note the nature of the interruption, write down the question, the exact words if you can. That will add mightily to your understanding of information deficits. And keep score. Add them up. Do it for two days. Decide I'm going to do it for two days. I'm going to do it for three days. After three days, you'll have plenty. You don't need to do it for a week. And if you want to, recruit a couple of co-workers to undertake the same, the same research and compare scores. If you're a supervisor, then just say, everybody gets a memo pad. We're going to do this for three days. Or if you don't want to do it with everyone, just say, I want three volunteers and then report back to us what you've discovered. If you want to go a step further and complete the cycle of visual thinking, then create visual solutions to the information that is needed and the information needed to know and needed to share so that it simply goes away. This is an exciting experiment. I want to say again, this is not methodology, but it is the principles of the methodologies in action. Methodology is a comprehensive process by which employees are able to convert their department into a high-performing visual workplace and later the entire company into a visually capable enterprise with all the powerful related business and cultural outcomes. Methodologies unfold over the long term. They take time and diligence and a set of sturdy principles and practices. They take resources. They take a strong behind-the-scenes improvement infrastructure to ensure that the outcomes are sustainable. Methodology is how transformations are implemented. But in terms of motivation, do this exercise with your memo pad and you're going to say, wowzer. Let me give you another example of, I want to give you an example of, 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 of a device that is both need to know, need to share. And this one is in the newsletter article. There's a picture of it. So there is Marianne. She's on the phone. There's a little picture of her, Marianne. Marianne and she's saying, oh, excuse me, do you happen to know when the next mail pickup is? She's on the phone. And she has her hand over the mouthpiece saying, oh, excuse me. She's, she's talking to you. Excuse me, do you happen to know when the next mail pickup is for this office? Perfectly fine question. You answer it and you answer it politely. But you're a visual thinker, so you say, you know what, I'm going to make it so that this very nice woman doesn't ever have to ask this question again, and I never have to answer it. And you create this next 
mail pickup device. And what it is, it's a whiteboard. It says next mail pickup for this location is at, and it says 8.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m., 5 o'clock p.m., the list is there, and then on the that's on the left side. On the right side, there's a, uh, a little black column with some Velcro on it and a red arrow, and it simply moves. The arrow moves. It's currently looking at 11.30 a.m. This is my device, and yes, I do have to keep it up. I have to keep moving that arrow. Yes, I can invest and make an LCD display, or I could, God help us, send an email or a text saying, Next mail pickup is in five minutes. But you know those texts, much as I love them, motion, motion, growly, motion sickness. So I think I've shared what I've wanted to today. And I know that we have next week to go into uh, more depth. We're going to be talking about the aspect of heroes where do I have to like everybody who is going to become a hero. (laughs) Do I have to like everybody? What about those eyes? Some of those eyes are pretty growly. But this week I wanted to talk about the need to know and the need to share, to give you examples of the need to share so that you understand the balance point between these two very important questions. The first, what do I need to know, gives us control over our corner of the world, my corner of the world which creates margin in me to grow and to look out, to look beyond me and move to the second question, what do I need to share? And that condition is captured with, how may I help you? Can you hear the leadership in that? Can you hear the self-leadership? And do you understand that that self-leadership is happening on the operations level as well as in the boardroom? We are cultivating a workforce of self-leaders where we take responsibility for our own information deficits and we also help you with yours. We become self-leaders. It's not yet a part of my job description perhaps, but it is a part of my practice at work. Look, I'm not saying that you are not creating visual devices. I know that you are. Many of you who are listening, you are doing these things from the point of view of the devices and that's the problem. I'm asking you instead to create a system, really a system of system. In fact, more than that, the visual workplace is the very ground in which your systems reside. Visuality is a language. It is not an array of really cool tools. It is intentional by design and it grows. Therefore, it needs to be cultivated. What is the it? The system of thinking. And the two driving questions are fundamentally a part of that. I had a wonderful time with you today. I look forward to the next time. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm signing off. Let the workplace speak. appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.